0: You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here's your host, Warner Sanker. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Headline Show and to, to our season coverage. Breaking down the 27 best teams in might happen. right after There it is, and that's the move that started Archie Hopkins. Uh, firing the old guys and bringing in the new. But um, the Bears coming in at 27th under Justin Fields, not much offensive talent around him. And uh, the defense also has a lot of work to go as they lose, uh, as we take a look at their additions and departures. A lot of veterans here. Um, so Matt Nagy um, and Ryan Pace heading the failure. Uh, over the past few years. But then they lose Allen Robinson, Demir Berg, Jimmy Graham, Jermaine Effetti, uh, James Daniels, and Jason Peters on the offense, and then a lot to the defensive line and front seven in general with Eddie Goldman, Aaron Hicks, Khalil Mack, Alec Ogletree, and Tashawn Gibson. Um, but they ended up bringing in Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, Ryan Poles um, to head this this offense. Um, and then Byron Pringle as well as a little veteran, um, make sure we have enough guys in the wide re- receiver room overall. Uh, they also draft Kyler Gordon in the second round. Did not have a first round pick. Jaquan Brisker right after that. And Vilas Jones, who's a very athletic talented receiver in his own right early third round. So um, again, Matt, he is the head coach Luke gets, is going to be calling plays um, quarterback coach. Andrew Janoco is going to have a lot, really all the, uh, all the, positional coaches Tyke tobert Tolbert as well um they're really gonna have tough jobs trying to develop this uh, passing attack justin fields into your franchise quarterback but you also need weapons for him to throw the ball to um chris morgan and austin king as well on the offensive line are going to have a tough time really the most stable position on this offense is that tight end with cole commit overall they're going to grade out 31st with a 60.78 grade and uh, their coaching is going to come out to 25th overall in that West Coast Shanahan um, heavy motion disguise offense that they're going to run. Taking a look at the quarterback room, though, Justin Fields is going to grade out to be our 29th best starting quarterback in the league um, at a 5.70, meaning he is considerably below average. Um, remember, this is not <clears throat> a Madden rating scale. He's not a 57 overall. If we thought, if we were making Madden's rosters. This is out of 10 uh, where seven is average. So, um, you know, the ultimate average quarterback is a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Kirk Cousins, and he is significantly below that. His problems stem from not getting through his reads fast enough to not going through his reads at all, um, to throwing balls um, almost like they were predetermined, like this is going to be my read on this play. I'm going to throw it to him after this amount of time. Uh, which really leads uh, in the interceptions, whether it's from a, a linebacker dropping under or a crossing route or a safety jumping um, a route. It, it's just it's somewhere you don't want your quarterback to be. That's really the only problems with him. He's got the arm strength. He's got good accuracy and placement. Uh, again, it's something you're going to want to see developed over years. But I wouldn't say that's a, a notable concern of his. Um, and 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 of course, the mobility is there with Justin Fields. That's really what you're getting. They've got Trevor Siemian and, and uh, Nathan Peterman backing him up as well so he is he is that future for this team running back is going to be a little bit better 7.6 grade for the room as a whole david montgomery is going to headline that room Khalil herbert darrington evans and rookie tristan ebner are going to uh is, is going to fill out that room and and you know i would say i i expect great success from this room but it's really hard to do that with a suspect offensive line um and and that's that's where um uh, Guys like David Montgomery have struggled in the past. Um, Montgomery's a, a good running back. Uh he just, you know, he's got all the physical traits. Again, that's not that's not his problem. He's 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 a guy who's 5'11", 225 pounds, um strong. He can run you over. He's a great cutter, he's great at making cuts, making guys mitts out of Iowa State. Um, and and you know, you could see it in, in his numbers, in his in his rookie season. He had Two hundred four, two hundred forty plus carries, only averaging three point seven per attempt. Um, then you give him a better offensive line, a better offense in general. He has two hundred forty seven carries for over a thousand yards, um, with an eighty yard touchdown run in there, averaging four point three yards an attempt. And then uh, last year he gets two hundred twenty carries for only eight hundred fifty yards and three point eight, regressing back to his rookie year stats. That by no means though is me saying, Oh, I think, you know, I think he should go. I don't, I don't believe in David Montgomery. As you can see, he gets a 7.6 grade uh, out of 10, meaning he is an above average running back now, 15th. Uh, that is just about in the middle of the league. Um, although there are a lot of running backs that are above average capable athletes at the running back position. That's just the state of the NFL we're in right now and the, uh, the amount of a- super athletes that this league's bringing in and, uh, in terms of receiving room dead last Darnell Mooney pretty much that's it um, I really like Velas Jones He can play out of the slot um, he's he's a burner he he can separate uh, out of Tennessee um, at six foot 204 pounds he's not a guy who's gonna get bullied either you know there were weight concerns about Devonta Smith um, coming in at, at just over 170 180 pounds but um, Velas Jones is is a six foot receiver who runs a 4-3, um, who, you know, I, I think I think the Bears have um, a lot of hope he's going to be a, a significant player for them down the road, really building the, the foundation of this receiving core with Darnell Moody and Vilas Jones. Um, Byron Pringle, uh, we think, is going to start for him. Daz Newsom also is a terrible receiver who definitely can grow. He, he's a young guy. But then guys like Dante Pettis, McKeel Harry, Tajay Sharp, and David Moore, they're pretty much you know they are what they are. They're not going to get much better, and likely not going to have a breakout year. I guess Nikhil Harry theoretically could, but um, you know he's just he's just not a not a good current NFL receiver. Um, in terms of tight end, Cole Komet, uh is you know he's Cole Komet. He's he's a he's a big uh, tight end who can block, who can catch. Um, you know they drafted him to be sort of the next Rob Gronkowski. Which you can't really draft a player to be the next Hall of Famer. Like, ideally, all the players you're drafting are the next Hall of Famer. You can't just draft off a build and size. Um, but he, he's, a, he's a solid tight end. Um, they picked up Chase Allen as well. Uh, James Asani, uh, O'Shaughnessy and Ryan Griffin are going to um, fill out the tight end room. And then again, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Darrington Evans, uh, and Tristan Ebner as well. Um, We're going to fill out that room again. It's not something that is a strength for this team. I would definitely say it's a weakness and it's probably going to end up stunting Jalen Fields, growth or at least his statistical growth um, this season. Uh, So all the, all the, all the stat junkies out there are going to be like, Oh, he only passed for 2,600 yards and, and um, you know, 14 touchdowns. Well, if he only threw 14 touchdowns and and 2,600 yards, but he, um, and and, you know, only completed 56% of his passes but he only throws seven or eight interceptions and, and he's getting through his reads. I, that's that just shows where the film is so important um, in, in a position, especially like quarterback, but um, another, another, another room that will not help out Justin Fields. at the slightest is the offensive line coming in with a 5.90 Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins are going to be the tackle duel. There have been recent Tevin Jenkins trade rumors. Uh, which I think are completely ridiculous. I don't know why you would trade a guy like Jenkins, um, who's you know a second-year guy, big Mauler in the run game um, at, at right tackle. They also have Lucas Patrick, Cody White here, and Sam Mustapher, um filling out the interior offensive line. Again, uh, you you I like at least um, what they have in Tevin Jenkins. We graded him out highly uh, when he was a college prospect, but the Bears look like they might want to move on for him. They don't have much depth either. Braxton Jones, Sean Coleman, Julian Davenport, Zach Thomas, Dakota Dozier, and J- uh, J- Tyree, J- Tyree Carter. There we go. Um, although you do like to see bringing in three rookies here, having a second-year player in Tevin Jenkins, you'd like to see that. Cody White here, I would say, would be the strength on this offensive line uh, as well. But this this is not going to lead to good things, uh, although I, I'm sure that if, if the um, – the offense is run properly by uh, Luke Getze, then you know, it'll take stress off the offensive, offensive line, and they will perform better than um, than they normally would. But uh, they're better still; will not be, um, you know, league average. I would say it's it's still not going to be league average, and that's kind of what you're looking at for um, for the Chicago Bears, at least offensively. Um, Justin Fields is is going to have a tough road ahead of him, but. Uh, ideally, he does work on the things he can control, which is getting through his reads. Um, now that's that's going to be tough with such a poor offensive line, but also passing under pressure. Um, you know, he's a good passer on the run, you can always get better at passing on the run. It's it's a really useful tool to have. Um, and and so you know, he's he's going to have to get better again in the little ways in the film room, and and the Bears are going to have to set themselves up for maybe next year. Uh, in 2023 or even 2024, having a kind of resurgence um, uh, for for the Bears, just because they, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to. They're definitely not going to be able to replenish the offensive line. I, I'm, for sh- I am I am very solid in that. You, you're not going to bring in three studs from free agency, or and, and ha- assuming Tevin Jenkins pans out, you're not going to bring in three studs from free agency. You're not going to draft three studs. That likelihood is so low. You could sign a guy or two from free agency and maybe hit on an offensive lineman or two, but then again, you still have the receiving room to worry about, um, which you have to fill out. So you can't really throw all your marbles at the offensive line and then have guys that can't get open. But uh, Vilas Jones and Darnell Mooney um, are setting them up for a successful 23-24 season. If they can get Justin Fields another weapon or two and and maybe fix up the offensive line, adding adding ideally two or three pieces to that. But then again, Offensive line such a competitive market because there are not enough NFL caliber offensive linemen in the NFL. The the, the defensive line and especially the edge guys, but even the interior guys, especially in this draft, we've seen, um, especially the Georgia duo, they are so freaky athletic, and uh, and and they get to be on the attack, whereas the offensive line has to be on the defense more and more in this passing centric league. That it's just it it uh, the. The quality offensive linemen are, are just fewer and farther between, adding along to the fact that you only need three to four really down linemen or, or um, pass rushers on a pass rushing down, whereas you, you're going to need about five offensive linemen. Um, you're going to line up five offensive linemen on every play uh, pretty much. Moving on to the defensive coaching and scheme, this is where we're really high on the Bears. They're coming in ranking sixth overall. With an 8.60 grade, Matt Eberflus heading that defense, um, with Alan Williams as his defensive coordinator. This is what you really want to see. A great defensive line and Matt Eberflus. Um, you know, hopefully turning around this um the, the culture of this defense um and, and and you know getting these guys to really buy in. They're they're running a four-three cover, cover two uh centric scheme there. So um, you know, again, losing guys like Goldman Hicks and and Mac are really going to hurt this team, but they knew they were in for a rebuild, and um, that's that's kind of why Matt Eberflus is the guy because you're hoping he can repair that defense that was just so stout just two three years ago. Um, that's going to start with the pass rush. Robert Quinn had I think 18 18 and a half sacks last year. Um, really <laughs> a really good pass rusher. Really um, a wily veteran. He's had some really high highs in his career dating back all the way to his time with the Rams uh, back when they were in St. Louis, a lot of big, big time sacks numbers uh, for Robert Quinn. And he's really their, their biggest. uh, X factor here on this, on this defense, Uh, Justin Jones, Mario Edwards, Travis Gibson are going to round out the uh, defensive line in terms of pass rush. And then you've got Dominique Robertson. They brought in as a rookie al Muhammad, Jeremiah, Tochu, I want to say, uh, Angelo Bagman, Chris Tonga, LaCale London as well. So not a very high upside group, um, but you're hoping that Travis Gibson kind of morphs into um, at least a guy who's really, really good against the run, um, who's, who could be a good edge two. We saw the Bengals just go to the Super Bowl, actually, with a guy uh, that you're hoping Gibson morphs into and in, and um, in Sam Humbert. And then you, you got to find your Trey Hendrickson, which I don't think Robert Quinn's that guy. Uh, he's not quite on Henderson's level. He's also older, which means he's got less years in the tank, um, and he's just going to continue to regress and regress, athletically at least, um, as his career moves on. Um, but, you know, again, not, not a lot of high upside, not a lot of like, oh, this this rookie uh, can really break out this year. You're not looking at that. You're just looking at a, a, an overall meh, uh, pass rush um, that Robert Quinn's really going to have to carry on third downs. Onto the run defense, it doesn't get much better. Uh, Robert Quinn. Uh, we'll see if he lines up as a run defender. You might see Travis Gibson uh, in there as well. Alquidin Muhammad uh, as a, at that edger, other edge spot. I believe is a pretty fair, a pretty solid um, projection going on. And then Justin Jones and Angelo Blackman as a um, as instead of Mario Edwards as a as more of a nose tackle guy. Um the, the plus side of this is Roquan Smith uh is a really, really, really good linebacker, probably top five in the league, certainly top ten. Um behind him, however, Nick Morrow, Matthew Adams, uh, you're not you're not looking at at too much there um in terms of impact players. They're just they're just filling filling spots on a talent depleted roster. Um moving on with the linebacker room joe thomas caleb johnson and then two rookies and jack sanborn and cj avery um hopefully you're seeing sanborn or avery hopefully they're going to be able to step up and and really move into that uh and one to one of the starting linebacker roles in in a base defense um also your your defensive backfield and eddie jackson jaquan brisker and Tavon young Tavon young coming over from baltimore um he he's a he's a solid run defender Nothing, nothing too special. He's no Kenny Moore, but um, you know you don't you don't really need your slot corner to be uh, that that beefy guy that's gonna take on <laughs> if he's taking on an offensive lineman he's pretty much done for. Um, he's more of a clean up set the edge kind of guy, make a secure tackle. Jaquan Brisker though, uh, out of Penn State, um, you're you're really looking at him to be an impact player and develop into um, a, a a freaky athletic, more strong safety role. Down low in in a in a cover in a coverage, although in the cover two again he's going to have to take that um, deep half. But um, you're really looking for him to make an impact in the run game um, as as this team moves on. And then as you get to the secondary, this is kind of where it's it's looking looking up. Jalen Johnson had a pretty solid year um, for the Bears. He he was exposed for sure, especially coming up against guys like Je- Justin Jefferson and, and Devonte Adams in his division. But um, we we like Jalen Johnson. We think he's going to be a really good corner for them. Um, who you know he he's not a he's not a cornerback one. He's not that lockdown guy quite yet. Sort of like an AJ Terrell is. Um, but you know you're you're really hoping that this these five guys um, combined with guys like DeAndre Houston, Carson, and Thomas Graham, and even Kendall Vildor, um, who can can make an impact. Um, as as death pieces but eddie jackson is very aggressive um rangy free safety uh now he will make mistakes he will get too aggressive and either leave his spot and and some route behind him is going to come open uh or he's you know um again going to be out of position trying to pursue make a play on the football and, and get burned that way uh, although not quite to the trayvon Diggs level um that that he he's on but um Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Tavon Young—you're you, really liking that for your your cornerback group. They're grading out above average, really, with only room to grow here. Um, so I think this is definitely the strength to this team. And uh, as we get to defensive strength, strengths and weaknesses, um, it, it, again, it, that's definitely a strength for that that team. They're going to get better as the year moves on. I expect Jalen Johnson to make a good, a strong leap um, in in this this next season for him, especially. Again, without having Devontae Adams in the division, uh, that's, that's going to help out a lot. Again, Roquan Smith is just a stud, uh, although linebacker not quite as valuable of a position. Um, and and also, I mean, he's just one guy in a linebacker room that's going to have two or three guys on the field uh, in this scheme. And then Matt Eberflus. I uh, really like Matt Eberflus. We uh, we think that with him in the secondary, you know, the pass rush isn't great, and the secondary is solid. Um you, they, they don't really – they've got an impact player in Roquan Smith. they they Eddie Jackson's, again, a boomer bust, but he can definitely be an impact player for this team. Um, but they lack that stud in the secondary or, again, that number one pass rusher. You combine that with him also lacking depth into the pass rush, it's going to make it harder on the secondary just because they're going to have to cover for longer. But um, that I think that zone coverage is really going to help that Ibrahimovic is going to deploy – um, and, and we definitely trust him and his resume and what he did with that Colts team. Um, you know, minimizing a guy like Darius Leonard's weakness in coverage by having a versatile, versati- uh, versatility of skill sets. Uh, I don't know if versatility is the right word there, but um, a diverse group of skill sets. There we go. A uh, diverse group of skill sets in the, in the running back room. Really good tackling, attacking, run defending secondary, which is going to help uh, ease pressure on some of these linebackers. Um, and, and, you know, just a gritty, hard-nosed um, style of football that the Colts play, bend, don't break, uh, take the ball away, make life miserable um, for, for the opposing offense. Um, finally, though, they're going to grade out 27th, 68.13, um, a below-average team. Ryan Poles is going to have a really, really tough um, – where he's going to have his work cut out for him. Um, it, it's it's going to be a tough road ahead. But, again, you're looking at 2023, definitely 2024 for this team to really morph together, get some talent. Um, and, and, you know, Poles has a lot of bad contracts to either wait to expire or get rid of. Um, but we'll see. It's really going to hinge on him because I I firmly believe in Matt Eberflus. Um, so if Ryan Poles can help Eberflus create this roster um, and really really get this offense cooking behind second-year quarterback Justin Fields, um, it, it's, it's going to be key for this team going into 2024. They're going to be on the fourth year of Fields' deal. He's going to have that fifth year option. Um, that's really where you're going to have to make the decisions. We're going to give you, you know, listen, you know, give Justin Fields a stacked roster or good roster, deep, um, offensive talents in terms of playmakers and offensive line. Um, you, you, you get that core together and you say, Hey, Justin, listen, 2023, 2024, You've got these these two years, this year and a half, two years, to of where you got to prove to us. Like, listen, are we going to pick up your fifth year option, or are you going to be a career backup? Uh, are you going to take the Sam Darnold route, or are you going to take the Josh Allen route? And um, that's that's going to be um, really interesting to see because I, I I do believe Justin Fields can get there, but he's got a steep hill to climb, uh, especially with this offense again coming ringing thirty first. Um, but but the defense is going to keep him in some games and and. Really limit opposing offenses. Offenses are going to want to run before they pass on this defense just because of uh, guys like Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon uh, and then you know their safety duo with Brisker and, and Eddie Jackson. Um, yeah, why, why go at the, their, the defense's strength? Just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Teams like Green Bay, uh, teams like really Green Bay, Detroit, and Minnesota are all teams that can run the ball, have good running backs with Swift, Cook, and, and Aaron Jones slash A.J. Dillon. Um, they're going to just attack this team on the run, and and that's where, again, Iberflus is, as a head coach, Iberflus is going to have such an impact on the secondary, um, ideally, in and, and their tackling and their approach to run defense and, and and just making making kind of a glue three yards and, and, and you know, three yards from the line of scrimmage. You don't want to let this, this opposing team team X that you're playing get, you know, more than three, four yards to carry. If they're getting five or six yards to carry the game's lost. I don't care how good your secondary is. I don't care uh, how good your defense is unless you've got a generational explosive offense, like the bills, chiefs, Bengals, chargers in the AFC, not to mention the plethora of, of explosive offenses in the NFC. Um, Unless you've got that, you're not really going to keep up with this team. And, again, the Bears most certainly do not. Um, overall, though, their schedule, they're over under is 6.5. We have them going 4-13. and 13. Um, So I, I think that's a pretty solid bet there um, going on with the under here. But they they host the 49ers. They get the Packers, the Texans, the Giants, and the Vikings. Throughout the first five weeks, we think they're all losses. They could give this the Texans and the Giants a run for their money. Um, But, you know, the the Texans have more potential on the offensive side of the ball. And um, I think that we think their defense is good enough to stifle a week three Justin Fields-led depleted offensive talent-wise, even even at home. Uh, They're going to pick up their first win week six uh, against Washington, just because Washington is Washington. Um, Week seven at the Patriots and week eight at the Cowboys are going to be two tough road losses. Um, Both of those could definitely be blowouts. They're going to pick up a win against the Dolphins in week nine, but then lose to the Lions in week 10. Uh, Week 11, they're going to have the Falcons and uh, beat the likely Desmond Ritter-led Falcons in week 11. Um, They're going to lose to the Jets in week 12, lose to the Packers to uh, complete being swept by them, have a really late bye in week 14, which is not going to help this team at all, lose to the Eagles and the Bills at home, Beat the Lions on the road, and then lose to the Vikings in Week 18, bringing their schedule their final out to four and 13. I think as a ceiling, this team could beat the Texans, the Giants. Realistically, they could beat the Vikings once. Um, they could beat the Lions. I think probably only once. I think the Lions are definitely a better team than, than these guys. Um, they could they could beat a team like Washington. They could beat a team like the Dolphins, um, the Falcons. Jets. If everything really goes right, they could have eight wins. Although these eight wins are going to be the closest nail-biting uh wins of their lives. So again, four and thirteen. Um, with a very inconsistent um team that you're gonna see week in and week out. Justin Fields is gonna show flashes again. Can he get you know, can he show steps, strides, and you know, getting through his reads? Um really attacking secondaries with a lack of weapons and a lack of offensive line help. That's going to be key here um, for Justin Fields and his, and his development as we go into um, hopefully a bears rebuild for all you, all you bears fans out there in 2023. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, remember to like and subscribe on YouTube and um, over on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're listening there right now, uh, or if you want to listen, go ahead, listen. Drop us a five-star review, a rating, and give us a review. It really helps the podcast out. Um, and and again, Sports Headline Eight. Um, Sean is not here currently, but he is quite active on Twitter. You can always get your uh, updates on when we're dropping content, either at Sports Headline Eight or usually from a Sean tweet at Sean underscore D A V I. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and peace out.